It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. So many great stories in greyhound racing and this is the show that we tell you them. And I'm uh, joined Gareth Hall with you along with Georgie Ferruja and Molly Haynes. Hello, George. G'day, Gareth. How are you? I'm well. Hello to you, Molly. Hello, hello. Now, I was having a discussion at the top of the show regarding, like, who was the most talked about horses in harness racing and, and thoroughbred racing and who's the most talked about greyhound in Australia. And obviously, Feral Frankie was the, the star of the show, but he's now been retired. I still think Tornado Tears is the people's greyhound. Yeah, there's certainly a case for that, even though he's not in career best form. No. Uh, you don't expect him to be uh, brilliant forever. I heard you talking about Federer before. I mean, yeah, like a probably a shadow of his, mm-hmm. his former brilliance. But um, we've seen Tornado Tears again finish unplaced in a, in a group race, Molly. But um, look, you'd think he'd be a walk-up start for the Zoom top and he gets to probably prove himself again in, uh, uh, in a couple of weeks' time at the Meadows. Without a doubt. And look, another name I think people are really starting to talk about is his younger brother in his tears after breaking the track record yeah. at, at Sandown. I do have to admit, um, I messaged Paul Stewart, the trainer of Miata, who used to hold the track record, and we were both a little bit salty about the fact that her record was broken. She was a favourite in both of our eyes. We had a little bit of a whinge about it, and then we got on and said, you know what? We've what got were you whinging? <laughs> because that was kind of Miata's last stand, and I think when when I I've been involved in the sport for about 18 mm. years but when my real interest in actually racing like my interest came in doing the dogs waking up letting them out in the morning checking them learning all that kind of stuff but my interest um, in the racing came when Miata was at her peak so I was there and I was watching this dog who I thought was godly yeah. and for her to see you know her records and her just everything kind of be brushed away it's been a little bit hard for me i don't want to admit but that's it that's life isn't it more it is but you know what you can be a little bit salty at first i can yeah. still celebrate we've got a great dog on our hands but miata she was a little star in my eyes well you should have spoken to maddie stewart before he used to be on every saturday morning gareth and used to have a miata hat and we used to have a miata update nearly really? every week yeah. yeah that was his well, favorite so well, her legacy legacy will live on molly don't worry about well, that yeah, her legacy will live on because she, in many, in your eyes, was one of the greats of all time. We'll never forget Miata, like we don't forget Bold Treaks all those years ago. So, and I think it's important, and I think they did it well with Feral Frankie as well, that we identify maybe one or two greyhounds and we do treat them like absolute dead set megastars. So, on that Saturday morning, we have an update on Batman, Tornado Tears, or we have an update on Hooked on Scotch, or Shimmer Shine. He's our greyhound that we've really adopted. And I haven't seen him for a little while. Do yeah. we have an update there? Um, some injury concerns oh, with no. Shimmer Shine. <laughs> Hasn't been right since the Top Gun. And, um, yeah. yeah, look, the, the Daily Camp certainly won't put him in on, on th- yep. unless they think he's 100%. Hooked on Scotch is probably a little bit away too, Molly. Uh, probably the update's about six weeks, I think. Um, so, like you said, he's still going to be a cold hero when he comes back, that's yeah. for sure. He's still a young dog. They're both young greyhounds. And so I think Simon Toll Hallens sort of fit that mould a little bit now. Uh Another greyhound who's uh, been going so well. Unfortunately, it was scratched in the derby. But again, another one you'd think would be a walk-up start for the Tem Lee. Absolutely. And I think another thing that's kind of set Simon told Helen apart is his ugly little face. He's got a Roman okay. nose. He's, got, he's a, got the Roman he caught, nose. Is he he's, called George? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, George. Absolutely. He's We're dressed twins. in his best clothes today, old George. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got to go. Yeah, I've got to go somewhere else. <laughs> Where are you going, George? Because I'm a little worried because these days that... You're very hard to catch that you've got meetings after meetings. You're with the draft. Like, 
I thought RS927 was one of your bigger employees, and you're very you're hard to yeah, I mean, you're hard to catch. He gave let us RS the slick on Saturday night at Cranbourne. Didn't you're, want to borrow us, Gary. You're, 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 you're as easy as thanks, Molly. You're as easy as to catch in that Chinese flu, but now yeah, it's impossible to catch you these days. Now we're going to we're doing the filming for the Cranbourne Cup preview for GRV after this, which we'll okay. discuss in detail here. So uh, we'll get a sneak peek into yep. that. So all good. Exclusive. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, Ballarat. Derby coming up, um, heats on Wednesday night, and we've got some wonderful greyhounds, some highly promising greyhounds heading there. Especially hardstyle Rico and Tigalong Tonku nearly broke the track record there. Uh, Shimmer Shine's uh, track record, incidentally, and Aston Wizard. So, would who's... you be salty, Gareth, if Shimmer Shine's track record got beaten? A little bit? No, not really. Really? No. I'm, I think maybe I'm just selfish. All right. I think you are. Let, let's scratch Showing that, the WA George. Thing, yeah. <laughs> no, and I was going to mention Aston Wizard too, whose um, trial at Sandown recently was unbelievable. I haven't seen anything like it. He finished second, of course, behind mm. Simon Toll Hallen. So it's going to be a really good series. Absolutely. Look, it's, it's fantastic to see the, the country clubs putting on another race. This is a group listed race, this um, WA Derby. So it's great to see that they are putting in, in the money and, and getting some really nice dogs there. It, it's great for the local community. Community, great for the track and and fingers crossed that um, you know we get a really good final coming into next Wednesday. I know the people running the Ballarat Greyhound. They've they've had new administration. There, is that right? Yeah, yeah that's. I'm right. tipping they will be one of the strongest clubs, knowing those people that are involved. One of the strongest clubs in greyhound racing, not only in this state but this country. And they'll be they'll they'll think outside of the square and have races that arrive there at Ballarat that are group and um, listed status. I've got no doubt about that. And their tracks got better, is that right? They had a few problems there, but it's it's back on the mend. Yeah, I think it's one of the more popular provincial tracks. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a fantastic track, Ballarat. I think it gives every greyhound a chance, and I think we're going to see some very fast yep. times, weather permitting, uh, come tomorrow night. Absolutely, and I think just on the track too, that a lot of people, are, um, I believe, use Ballarat just as a, a trial track. I think they, yeah. there's just something about the track that people like putting young dogs around. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to hear that you think that the club's in good hands and yep. we'll see bigger and, and better things in years to come. A lot of the national draft Dogs go to Ballarat to trial in their Do lead they? up to their races. So, uh, your three, Gareth from 2019, and uh, we've got a small update on the 2018 team RSN. As well. Okay. Yep. So, am I part of the 2018? I don't feel like I'm part of it. Well, you, you can be a, oh, I can. Yeah, I've jumped almost on the cheerleader type spokesperson be, for sure. Because yeah. the 2019 draftees, they belong to us and RSN Central. Yeah, absolutely. And we might get <laughs> they're, they're our greyhounds. In fact, the Pepperfly bitch, she's flying at the moment. She, she looks the goods. She's, she's, she's nice riding man. around in her yard like she's a superstar. Well, her mum was. So, yeah. yeah now, the Meadows, we, I love the Meadows, but how dare they break this story on the catching pen tonight on Sky <laughs> Racing. Um, the Invitationals, their release. Can you explain that to us, Georgie? You might have to have a chat to CEO Ash Baker. About I haven't that, talked mate. to Ash. I, I like Ash. I'll say, <laughs> mate, this is the show that you want to get yeah. stuck into. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, obviously they're on the catching pen. The three invitationals will be mentioned, the Rookie Rebel, the Zoom Top, and yep. uh, the Tem Lee over all three distances. And, look, there's always some conjecture that comes out of these fields. There's always someone who thinks that they've missed out. I think that sort of adds to the race a little bit. Um, it makes it, doesn't it? It does. And, uh, Molly, what are your thoughts on invitation races? Of course, there's some races where... 
you have you have your heats to qualify. Obviously, you, you earn your way in, but I suppose you earn your way into these races too. Exactly. I suppose it's just a, di- a different way to to head about um, a feature race um, in in any respects. I think it's it's a great way to see the best um, eight dogs. It's just. It's everyone's interpretation of the best eight yeah. dogs, and sometimes people are thinking it's it's not quite fair, and then you can kind of go from there. And there's just something about um, having to run heats and a final that kind yeah. of makes it just that that little bit um, a little bit extra. So I really really like the idea. I I think it, it adds a bit of a, a bit of interest, a bit of intrigue, and, and conversation. I think conversation is so good when it comes to our sport. Being working at the Meadows for so long, uh, geez, there's some trainers that have blued over the years <laughs> no, about they some should. of these decisions. Yeah, and look, you're right because I mean to make a Group One final, Correct. it means a lot. And look, as long as the um, the the panel picking them um, just base it on on what their their theories are, then, that, then that's fine. Not everyone can get in, unfortunately, but I'm sure we'll get some backlash. Um, yeah. Uh, come tomorrow morning. And you can sure. vet that on our show tomorrow. I'll open up the lines. If you miss out, let us know why you should have been in. It makes for great radio, and I think people need to get it off their chest. We had a situation last week in the Hunter Cup, King of Swing. The connections blew up. They were the first emergency. They thought their horse deserved to gain a start. Now, the criteria there from the handicapper didn't have that horse in. Now, the handicapper, I thought, did a good job. There were reasons that you could have put that horse in. There were reasons that you couldn't have put it in put him in and it's all about opinion and at the end of the day if the judges or the the people picking this field are transparent they tell everybody what their criteria was the reasons for and reasons against why that greyhound got in or didn't get in then no one can complain now you should be disappointed if you think you should get in because that's human nature yeah of course and where it becomes fuzzy is when there's a couple of greyhounds with strong criteria, and what criteria is more important? Which point is more important than the other? Self-interest, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's where it's hard. Is it group form? Is it form on the track at the Meadows? Times. Yeah, is it is it times, or is it is it their recent form? There, mm-hmm. there might be greyhounds who were flying two or three months ago. Shimmer Shine's a really interesting example. Would he have made the Tim Lee now because we haven't seen him race for two or three months? Oh, I, Answer's probably right. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people would say, hang on a minute, I've raced really well in the last six weeks. I thought I'd deserve my spot. My, my opinion, Matty Lanigan's on the line. My opinion out of all this is that you've got to go through their recent form and if they've been there, done that on the biggest stage. And the other aspect that I think you need to take into consideration, and sometimes I think it gets people forget this, and this is just my opinion, is that you're picking a field, you've got to think about what drives the business. That's turnover. So you pick greyhounds that you think people will bet. And that's just my argument. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, so no one can be right and no one really can be wrong. But that's, and that's what it should, and that I like, I like that type of format because it gets people talking and it's good to promote the industry. Talking about stars, Matty Lanigan joins us here. He is one of the, the key trainers for RSN. Matthew, good morning or good afternoon to you. Hey guys, how are we going? How is the RSN 2018 dog going? Yeah, good, yeah. He, um, Trialed really well yesterday at the Meadows, and um, all things going well. He'll hopefully line up next Wednesday and some maiden heats there. Maddie, tell us a little bit about this greyhound's temperament. He, he certainly wasn't a bullet at a gate type greyhound when you first got him, I believe. He uh, is a little bit of a shy greyhound. Can you tell us? Has he come out of his shell a little bit? Yeah, he has. He's um, he's still a little bit puppyish. He he likes to play around, and um, sometimes he can be a little bit difficult to catch, like once he's uh, trialed or anything like that. But um, yeah, he's certainly starting to learn what it's all about, which is um, hopefully with a bit more time and um, a bit more experience, you'll um, only keep improving. 
And what about a race name? Do we have a race name um, for the dog that we can the RSN listeners can watch out for? Uh, his race name is actually Nine Two Seven. So beautiful. Um, yeah, <laughs> so he's, he's got he's very well named, and um, yeah, hopefully he can uh, do well for the do well for the team. Next next one has to be Central Nine Two Seven Central, yeah. or something, Maddie. How is the Pepper Fire bitch going? Uh, well, I'm not sure actually. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't seen her yet. Okay. Um, I'm guessing that she would be at Peter Gavin's at the moment. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, when she gets here, she hopefully she'll um, she, maybe she could be the nine two nine two seven central, yeah. and she might be a star as well. Now, Matt, just quickly, you've um, got an invitation with Weblake Eagle to um, one of the invitational races um, at the Meadows in the coming weeks. What are you thinking about your chances of um, Weblake Eagle getting a run in um, in the Rookie Rebel? I believe he was invited to. Yeah, he was he was invited to both the Rookie Rebel and the Zoom Top, but um, I decided to go with the Rookie Rebel. Just I think um, he's running Sydney. Sort of, I mean, he's been up for a while, and he's still only just turned two years of age, so he's only really young. And um, obviously, he's, he won his first seven hundred, but um, I guess yeah, the trip to Sydney and and pushing him up to that um, the staying trip, he sort of got a little bit tired. So um, I decided to go yeah with the Rookie Rebel, which um, I think he's probably got. I think it's about the third fastest time there out of all the other um, nominees. So I'm just hoping that he'll get a run in that. That'd be obviously a huge honour for obviously myself and, and Neville and Angela that, that own him. And um, yeah, it'd be pretty awesome if he could get in. So I'll be watching tonight and just um, fingers crossed he can he can gain a start. Well, let's hope he does because, um, well, this is your platform to, to stake your case, Matty. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. I'm... I hope they are listening. I mean, you know, he's, I guess he's got group form and, and um, he's, like I said, he, I, I don't think he's missed a place there from the 600 metres of the Meadows. So um, he's, yeah, he's had a pretty quiet couple of weeks in Sydney and um, he'll go in fresh. But, um, yeah, hopefully he can just gain a start. And, um, yeah, like I said, it'd be just a huge honour. Do you have a winners for us coming up this week, Matty? Um, I've got two racing today at Geelong that are in race series, but... I don't think that I could tip them. Um, uh, they both go okay, but uh, I, I, I don't think that I'd like to tip them to anyone. Um, no, nah, I'm probably struggling, to be honest. Um, All right, Matty. Yeah, just I, concentrate I on 927, mate. <laughs> just concentrate on 927. That's, That's the right, only exactly, greyhound yeah. you need to really be starting to really concentrate on. Thanks for that, Matty. No worries. Thanks, guys. There's Matty Lanigan, the boy from Swan Hill that calls Lara home these days, one of the brightest young stars in the training game when it comes to greyhound racing. The dailies are hard to beat on the big stage, and they'll send around Jarrow Bale in the Cranbourne Cup, and Tommy Daly joins us now. Good afternoon to you, Tom. Yeah, hi, here you go. Good, thanks. Box number eight, perfect draw for Jero Bale. Um, well, not really. I'd rather have seen him draw his side, to be honest. But uh, uh, hopefully he can get a bit of room out there and, and can uh, get up near them at the first turn, see where and position somewhere close and see how he goes. Now, Tom, it's Molly here. He's a he's a big dog. He's 35 kilos, but he looks even bigger when you're watching him against some of the other dogs on the track. Do you, is it hard to, I suppose, kind of not not so much train, but find races for a dog that's so big? Because when they're coming out, if they're going over 400, just you just don't. It just doesn't look like they're going to work as well on on a I suppose a smaller track or, or a shorter distance. Do you do you find that with dogs when they're bigger, they're needing that little bit extra ground, or is it all just um just looks and aesthetics? 
Yeah, just uh, after the individual dog. He's quite uh, nimble himself. He's more legs than sort of bulk, and uh, he seems to handle uh, horseshoe tracks, circle tracks. But, um, he does like the inside most of the time, but uh, um, he, he's quite agile in the field, so it doesn't sort of really bother him. Uh, Tom, George Ferugia here, mate. Uh, congratulations on making this cup. He's been a terrific greyhound. He's won uh, nearly 130000 in prize money. Um, all things being equal, after the Cranbourne Cup, uh, will he have a, a shot at the Australian Cup? He's been switching distances a little bit. His form over 600 was real good. He ran 34.28 at the Meadows. Just uh, going to keep him over the sprints while the big racing's on? At this stage, yeah. Uh, well, the Australian Cup coming up, and it's suiting better. He likes the Meadows, so hopefully he can... Uh go well through you've got a few greyhounds in uh, tomorrow night to engage that Ballarat uh, there's heats of the Oaks the Derby there's one greyhound I'd like to talk to you about Halbert Bale what uh, what are your thoughts on him going forward as a young greyhound I think it was only about start eight or nine Tommy was in a free-for-all at the Meadows um, he certainly hasn't been hidden from some of these uh, good dogs, and I think he's handled himself really well. He's got his PB at the Meadows more recently. Uh, what do you think of him going forward? Yeah, he's, he's quite a handy little dog. He's, uh, he's sort of a little bit hit and miss. He sort of uh, he generally needs to get up on up near the bunny early to um, show his best form, but uh, he, he can get out. He's got, he's got pace. He's run... Uh, I think we're roughly around twenty nine eighty at the meadow, so he, he can he can run. So um, he doesn't have any problems injury wise. So hopefully he can just uh, keep racing and um, see how he goes in the next few months. Now RSN's, um, I suppose self self proclaimed people's dog Shimmer Shine. Can you give us a bit of an update? Gareth was only talking about him before and um, asking where he is. We'd love to know where the um, where the big fella is um, at at the moment. Yeah, he's sitting in his kennel, Molly. Uh, <laughs> Say good day to him for me, Tommy, can you? Yeah, I will, yeah. There are a couple of little issues that uh, are sort of... Um, we have to iron out before he comes back to the track. He's not going to go back to the track until he's uh, running, t- running, flying on the track at the moment. At this stage, he's not. He's still got a couple of uh, things to off we've got to iron out. So he, he'll miss the Australian Cup, but it's, it's only one race. And it's better to get the dog 100% right before he steps back out. Who's the best rock star dog that you've got, Tom? Um... hoping that rock star Gareth was going to be the next star of your kennels. He was thinking Fernando Bale status and oh, what, yeah. bad news to it. Do, do we have, oh, Tom? He'll win a few races, but uh, he'll, he'll want to grow another leg if he's going to be in Fernando Bale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just more heartbroken that I'm not as good as Quinn and Stanley, which is... Yeah, um, I, yeah I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tommy. Anyway, nice talking to you, Tom. <laughs> um, have you got any winners for us coming up? Um Appreciate your time, Tom. No worries at all. There's Tom Daly there. Jarrow Bailey going around for that kennel in at the Cranbourne Cup.
box number eight. Who, who's the winner there on Saturday night, George? Yeah, look, you don't want to be boring, but it's really hard to go past the favourite. I love often imitated. She's got this extreme ability to begin well and then yeah. a hold off uh, very good greyhounds. She's won a group race over 600 metres. She's an absolute star. And we heard from the kennel this week say that she just looks for the fence. So box one's going to suit her down to the ground. Perfect. Uh, and um, I do have to quickly mention Scatterbox. Last week, won at the odds of $55 um, on the tote. And I think 101 fixed odds. So um, huge odds. I think it's sitting around $51 um, in the Cranbourne Cup this week from box two. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge challenge. But um, what an effort last week in the heat. It showed some speed last week. Absolutely, Absolutely. pinged out. And the, and the other advantage, I think, for often imitated is Ultimate Bling, who is the fastest of the heat winners, uh, Gareth and Molly, um, does like to use a little bit of the track. So he might cause a little bit of trouble uh, for the yeah. likes of Baruga Brett. And, and a shout-out to to Jamie and Brooke Ennis for keeping this greyhound going for the, as long as they have. I, I, can't, I just think he's been around forever, <laughs> Baruga Brett, and he yeah. just keeps making uh, big finals. And, again, his name might come into contention for the Tim Lee. It was one... a, oh, sorry, Gareth. Without <laughs> this dog, you just you can never write him off. He no. he puts it... When he's on the track and he's on song, there's really almost nothing that can beat him. If he gets a little bit of room, he's got strength. He can have early speed. He's just... When he's when he's on song, he's just there and he's great to watch. I remember him taking out that Tim Lee where he held yeah. out Orson Allen to the first corner and Orson Allen at that stage was this hype greyhounds that you were talking about, Gareth. Orson Allen was the it dog in this country. So uh, oh, he's, been, he's been a terrific, terrific dog. Now, guys, so we're, we're, it's 2.30 a good price. Yeah, I, th- I think for so. The, for yeah. the red dog? Yeah, I think so. Look, it's a good field, yeah. but she's, um, she's, what I like about her is she can run under 5'10 to the marker at Sandown in the Meadows. So yep. if she shows that speed, Molly, I, I think she'll be really hard to beat. Yeah, but what really got me in the heats last week, we had three fantastic dogs in one heat. We had Flynn versus Baruga Brett versus Western Envoy, three dogs that should have been in the final if they were in any other heat in my eyes. Is that just, just luck of the draw, or do we need to get better at that? I think it was the system that Cranbourne chose um, for the grading. I think it wasn't guarded, which means... Okay. Um, yeah, some uh, of those heats are, are seeded almost. Yeah, yeah, and it was just really disappointing for me yeah. to see these three great dogs miss out. Mm. Like, only one of them could make it through. So that was disappointing. But at the end of the day, we've got a great field. And, look, we can we can see some dogs who haven't, you know, won a group race potentially pick one up. I think it's going to be hard with often imitated. But it would be amazing if, if one of the little guys got up too. Now, winners of Grinners, 10,000 at 2.4 on Florenti Bale there at Warnerbull. Better luck next time, 10,000 at 3 on Keeper of keys and 700 this is george's bet at 750 an ultimate bling to win a heat of the cranbourne cup now i'll be there with molly on saturday night for coverage that we've seen a couple of times down the greyhound world on saturday night that melbourne cup coverage on that friday night at sandown so that was terrific we're going to have a lot of fun on saturday night at cranbourne you can listen to us on the carnival channel so we'll be there before the first race. We'll catch up with the biggest names in the sport and hopefully we can help you back a winner. Georgie and Molly, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, Gareth. Thank you very much.